Hey there, Blessed Mama. This is Kelly and Blair from our cozy homes, and you are listening to the Blessed Mama Bosses podcast, the show where we are talking all about being a mom, raising boys and girls, running businesses, marriage, and oh yeah, trying to take care of our bodies and our mind all in the everyday chaos of life. If you love talking with your girlfriends, getting ideas and advice from those who have been there before you, then this is the podcast for you. Listen, we've been through cancer, brain tumor, addiction, marriage ups and downs, parenting ups and downs, successful businesses all the while, then this is the podcast for you. You're not going to want to miss any episode. Join us every Tuesday morning. Let's get started. Hey there, Blessed Mama. We are super excited today to be kicking off episode 146. Today, we are diving in all about intimacy in marriage. And if you want to have more intimacy in your marriage, I promise you, you're not going to want to miss these sexy tips that Blair and I are going to be sharing today. So if you have not gone back and listened to episode 145 and sort of heard about our pivot and our shift that we're making, we would love for you to go back and listen to that episode just so you kind of understand where the podcast is going moving forward. But we're excited today to dive into this topic. And here's the funny thing is this one's going to get juicy. It's going to get fun to talk about, right? And if this is something you have ever struggled with, with intimacy in your marriage. Maybe you're struggling with it now. Maybe you've struggled with it in the past. If not, most likely it's going to to be something you struggle with in the future. I believe that majority actually looked for statistics on this to see, and there were no hard and fast statistics on how many marriages, because I think it's probably 100%, right, deal with this at some point during their marriage. So we're going to be diving into that topic. And I know you may be thinking we're just going to be talking about sex, but no, we're talking about emotional intimacy, intellectual, spiritual, financial, and of course, we are going to dive into some physical intimacy and really just all the things that, um, you know, have maybe helped us in the past or things that we have read about and learned about. So Blair, why don't you kick us off? Sure. Well, all I can think is the song, right? Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about... I knew you were going to say a song. It's like my brain just goes to it. I love it. All right. Well, here's the thing about this particular topic that I love is every time I get together with my girlfriends, this gets brought up in some way, shape or form, right? Let's just be honest about it. And those of you that are listening to this podcast, I literally just, we record a, you know, a way far in advance. Those of you that know Kelly and I, you know how we roll. So we have, we're recording this at the end of the summer. I just got back from a uh, little trip with some of my sorority sisters who I've known now since, you know, 1996. And you talk about all kinds of stuff with even more detail than maybe your current friends, if we're being honest, you know what I'm talking about. And um, I got some great pointers from some of my friends because things do change. Like I'm now in menopause. Talk about a whole different ball game. Ryan and I have always loved uh, having sex and enjoying that time in, of intimacy with each other, but it is very different when you've gone through menopause. So ladies, if you've gone through that, I hear you and I feel you, right? So here's some tips today on all of this. And I'm really excited that we're talking about this subject because it's one that I think is really important. And I love that Kelly said she couldn't even find a statistic on this because I agree with you, Kelly. I think that a lot of us struggle with sex and a lot of people don't talk about it. And there is something weird. Ryan just said this to me the other day. Why don't you talk about what you like and you don't like? And why don't you point me in the direction of what you like and you don't like and, and walk me through it? And you know why? Because a lot of times we don't know as women, right? Or we feel like shameful, like it's wrong. 
And guess what? This is a major part of your marriage. So I don't know where that came from for a lot of us, but drop that at the door and have some fun. It is an important way for you to connect with your spouse and have a little bit of fun. So one of the best ways you can do this is by changing the pattern of sex and who initiates it. Now, I'm not great at this. Ryan always initiates. I'm just being totally honest. But I do try sometimes to send him a little text, like saying that I'm thinking about it or make sure I say like, oh, when are we going to do that this week? We need to find the time. Ryan and I do schedule it. It's just the way it is right now with teenage boys. They're always coming and going. And my energy level is different than it used to be. So being spontaneous, I think is really important. And if you can do that, you know, maybe you even write it in your calendar. I know it doesn't feel spontaneous when I say write it in your calendar, but I do have reminders on my phone every couple of days to send Ryan a sexy text or to tell him how much I appreciate him or to initiate sex because I don't think of it. Like I do think of it, like I want to have sex. I enjoy sex, but what happens is it gets pushed to the bottom of my list, right? Because we have all these things to do. So by putting that little reminder in my phone, it lets him know that it's not always on him because if you're always the one that initiates sex, whether you're the female or the male, you're going to get sick of it after a while, right? You want to know that the other person is just as into it as you are. Another key thing to think about is the time of day your partner enjoys intimacy. So do you guys prefer to have sex in the morning, the daytime, or the night? And maybe you guys are opposites in this area. Like I prefer to have it in the morning. Ryan does not like it in the morning anymore, right? Like things have changed. So now we have to find that daytime time where nobody's going to be home. And nighttime, like I am done. I do not want to do that at night. Like I am so exhausted by the time Ryan gets home. So you have to know what's the best time for each of you and then try to make that work. And uh, hello, we all have different moods and energy levels at different times, right? So knowing that is so important. And also it's important that you know about yourself. So like I was saying before, get to know what you like and don't like and be able to speak about it. It's okay to say, hey, I like it when you do this. And can you try this? Or maybe this would be a good idea. And I've had to look up like how to have better orgasms during menopause. I've had to look up how to enjoy foreplay a little bit more during menopause because it is different. And I've had to try different creams and different things. So, you know, it's okay to get in there and figure out what you like and ask your spouse what they like. Okay, I'm going to give you guys one more hint before we go on to the next subject. If this is something that is super uncomfortable for you, then I have two really good ideas. Okay. One is Goop. If any of you guys have watched Goop with Gwyneth Paltrow, she just came out with a whole series. I think it's on Netflix about intimacy and sex as we get older. And I've heard it is phenomenal. I've only watched the first episode and I was already like, oh my gosh, I can't believe these people are doing this on TV, but it did give some great information. And the second thing is the Adventure Challenge Intimacy uh, Edition. So Ryan and I just bought this. We have not done it yet. So I hope it's not too risque because I haven't even tried it yet, but there's a book and you literally scratch off. They have a uh, Adventure Challenge where it's like all these fun different dates that you can do with your spouse or your partner. This one's specifically on intimacy. And so each week or each day, however often you want to use it, you would scratch off whatever it is on that page and then you have to do it. So we have not tried this yet, you guys, but I bought it for Ryan this summer because my goal is to have a little bit more fun and be a little bit more vocal with my sexuality because hello, I'm married and yes, I might be going through menopause in a different season right now, but it can still be fun. 
And the more fun you make it, the more intimate you guys will be together. So I kind of went long on that one, Kelly. Sorry. Well, I'm just picturing that when you complete, you and Ryan complete this challenge, we have to have a podcast specifically about that. So take good notes, okay? Because I know people are going to want to report back. So put that in your mental toolbox, including myself. I want to know these things. Well, so I I do love all the things that you shared. And I think it's incredibly important that we don't feel shamed about that and that we do get comfortable with it and that we are aware. This is one of those topics that I think that sometimes, specifically if you are raising children, you are working, which most of you guys are, right? You're doing these things. You, you put this part on the back burner and then a month goes by, a year goes by, years go by and you look at your, your partner and you're like, it just, it's just different. And it takes, it takes effort. It takes time from both parties. So don't, don't skip over this, make it important, put it on your calendar if you need to, and just make it a priority. Another thing about physical intimacy is besides having sex is just touching holding hands more often, being able to, to hug. One of the most important things I saw growing up that has been incredibly important to me, especially raising daughters, is that when my husband, Matt, walks in the door or I walk in the door, one of the very first things that we do is greet each other with a hug, with a physical touch, with a acknowledgement. Like it could be cooking dinner, someone could be working, um, whatever it is, but just to know that like, hey, I'm home, that physical connection, I think it's so incredibly important, especially coming off of these last few years in the pandemic and everything, like that physical intimacy is so important. What if you just, you know, you're sitting there and you're watching a movie, you're sitting beside each other, you sit beside each other, you, you snuggle, you share a, you know, a blanket or you cross legs or you, you just are simply there. You're at church, you put your hand, you know, on him, hold his hand, things like this. These are, these are very intimate connections and something that small can say, I love you. I'm thinking about you. I appreciate you without even saying words. Um, One thing that I think is so funny that my husband, my husband is very, very good at this. um, Just making me feel that way, partly because he knows I need it. That is part of my love, love language is simple things like playing footsie under the table, being silly, like being kids, you know, date your spouse. What did you do when you first started dating them to, to let them know these small touches, this physical intimacy outside of, of just having sex? What are those things? And does your spouse need it? It may not be something you need or you're comfortable doing, but do they need it and knowing that? And I think it's incredibly important to show those small, simple gestures and build those into your routine. Yes, such a good point. And physical touch is a very important, right? And in, in our house, you know, I physical touch has never been super important to me, but I had to learn how to make sure I did it for Ryan because it was important to him. So so I love that. And dating your spouse, so important, right? Um, also carving out time together, making that time to talk and to listen. You know, that was something I, I can't remember the name of the book, but when Ryan and I first got married, we read a book and it was about communication. And it talked about that, how you will start to have a uh, deep valley between the two of you if you continue to not share every little detail. And I know it can seem annoying sometimes. You're like, oh, we don't need to talk about every little thing, or I don't need to tell them about what happened with this. But then it just starts to divide you because you have all these things that you're thinking about that you can't share with them because you never told them that initial story, 
right? So make sure that you're opening and that you're being honest and that you're sharing things with each other. And even just having like, Ryan and I call it a dump, a brain dump at the end of the day. Like, I just need to brain dump. Can I tell you everything that happened? He needs to be the person that I want to share with the most. Now, listen, I love my girlfriend time. Kelly can tell you that. My girlfriends can tell you that. I love girlfriend time. I love being my girlfriends and it is a different conversation, but it's equally as important to make sure you're sharing it with your husband. So planning those weekly date nights and connecting and asking questions about them and like not just making it about work or kids, but finding deeper topics or having them share a story with you. One of the things that Ryan and I have been doing a lot over this last year as I have been getting certified in my magic with Tracy Litt is talking about past things. Like I didn't realize how much trauma and past maybe negative experiences in my life that I just held in and never told anybody about. And I've told Ryan so much in the last probably eight months that he's like, I know more about you today than I have the last 20 years that we've been married. How amazing is that? Like we just don't take the time to be emotionally available for our partners. And so making sure that you're emotionally available to your partner and asking them to be emotionally available for you is so important and will make your intimacy even better. Everyone wants to feel loved and trusted. One of my favorite things that Ryan and I try to do, we have not been great at this summer, but we try to do is read or listen to the same book in that month. So maybe it's on parenting. Maybe it's on, oh, actually, we are kind of doing it right now. We're listening to The One More by Ed Milet. And Ryan has already finished it like two weeks ago, and I'm just starting it. So that, this is my book for the month. But we then we have something to talk about when we sit down with each other, right? And we have something to connect with that's not just about the kids and about work. And then also, you know, I didn't write this in here, but I'm just all of a sudden thinking about it. I love seeing my husband with other people. So like even doing some group dates sometimes or double dates or going to play pickleball with another couple or going to play golf with another couple or having a game night once a month with a bunch of different couples. There is something really cool about seeing my husband in that atmosphere and how he interacts with other people and the jokes he makes and other people laughing at his jokes or listening to his conversation. I don't know. It makes me even more attracted to him, seeing him in that space. So think about that. You know, what are some things that you guys can do that are fun? And what are who are some people that you guys can connect with and, and be around? So I think it's equally as important to be alone with your spouse, but it's also important to see them in that really cool atmosphere with other people. What else, Kelly, it really helps with this? Yeah. And I love the fact that that is, it creates different types of intimacy. And so you see, we're just sharing a lot of different things. And I love the fact about reading the book, by the way, I'm reading that book as well right now. So I just started it two days ago. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have to get a chance to talk about it also, but also doing projects together, volunteering. Um, you know, if you're not into book reading, listening to a podcast or watching documentaries, that is something that we love to do together is to learn about, you know, different things together. If you find that hobby, you know, I love the fact that you brought up like doing something fun, learning to grill, self-development, like one day on my bucket list, I want to have a garden. That is the furthest thing I know. I know nothing about that, but one day I want to have my own garden. Um, Matt and I have been able to to play pickleball together and to, to learn that. And that really increases our fun. It brings that fun into the, the intimacy. And, you know, one of the things that you have to think about this is that a lot of you are on your self-development journeys. You know, you're growing through that and your, your significant other, your spouse may be in a different place 
And these different sort of intimacies that we were talking about, they may be on different spots and you may be further along or they may be further along in certain avenues. And that's okay. You know, instead of growing without them, grow with them and share and teach and lead and helping them. And we're into different things sometimes, right? But if you're, if you don't take time to do that, the intimacy will grow apart and then you'll find yourself you know, looking at each other with not a whole lot of intimacy present. So um, I love that that you brought that up and that intellectual intimacy is just so incredibly important. Yeah. And, you know, I, I love actually you didn't, did you just say this? Maybe you did and I missed it, but you wrote in our notes because we obviously write notes to each other as we're about to record. And she wrote in her notes, Kelly wrote volunteering or doing a project together. And I just, did you say that? And I missed it somehow. Okay, yeah, sorry. I did. That's I just okay. love that. Yeah, there is, there's, I think when you were saying it or when I was reading it, I was actually literally texting. So I'm embarrassed to say that, but I was texting somebody I know that works at a uh, soup kitchen because I was like, um, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I need that phone number again that I've asked you for a hundred times because this is something we are going to do as a family this year. So I'm so glad that you wrote that in our notes because it's something we need to do for sure. And also spiritual intimacy, you guys is so important that you are not just connected you know, through everything that you're going through every day, through, you know, your kids, through, you know, intimacy and sex, but also in spirituality, it is so important. And I know it can be hard when your spouse maybe isn't on the same page as you in that area. And if that's happening, maybe you can just ask if you guys can pray together. You know, I know that there, I have friends whose spouses are not the same faith as them, but prayer is something they can both do. Because who you're praying to is some higher being, right? And for those of you that do have the same faith as your spouse, maybe joining a Bible study together. You know, a lot of times they even have once a month ones if you guys are super busy or a weekly uh, group that you guys can join together. Going to church together. I love sitting beside Ryan at church and holding his hand and singing and praising and being next to him there. Praying together. I will tell you, there's something beautiful about praying together, especially in the evening before you go to bed, because you hear about all the things that are really going on, right? All the things that are really intimate inside of you that are like, oh, please pray for this that's happening or that that's happening. That's how you really find out what's on the heart of your spouse, right? And then also, of course, learning and studying scripture together. There were times that Ryan and I would memorize the same scripture and we would have it out, you know, on the kitchen counter and on our bathroom mirror. And we were both trying to memorize it at the same time. And that is always such a beautiful thing to do. And here's a really great idea that just popped in my head, too, is even if you guys wanted to, instead of memorizing scriptures, what if you were speaking scriptures over your kids or over things that were going on in your family? So you came up with a scripture each week that would work for that. And you just hung it on your bathroom mirror. And you know that you and your spouse are both reading that and praying over that child or that, uh, you know, work deal or that uh, idea or project that you guys are both working on. So there's so many great ways that you guys can do this. And we'd love to hear from you. If you guys are already doing stuff like this, please share. This is the best way. And we will screenshot what you share us and we'll share it all over our social media as well. So uh, what is the last way uh, that they can create intimacy, Kelly? Yeah. And this one I think is something that a lot of times people don't view as being like in the intimacy bubble, but it is one that I think it's probably, if we would have looked up the statistic, the number one reason people get a divorce and it tears people apart. And that's the financial piece of it, the financial intimacy. And here's the thing, you may be 
in a relationship, in a marriage with someone who is a spender and one's a saver, and you may have opposite views, you may have been raised differently, you may want different things, but when you can create an intimacy around the dollars and around where you want to go and have a budget and just be able to talk about money now, but your future and what you're going to do with it. And, you know, this is not something that, you know, it's different for every single person and what you want and your ability to, to provide those things. But the thing is being on the same page and is so incredibly important. It's so important and not to be embarrassed or not to have to hide things. Um, there is something that Matt and I took a long time ago that really we needed. We were in a situation where we needed to take it. It's called Financial Peace University. And it's a great Christian-based um you know, just thing that you can go through. You, a lot of churches actually teach it and you can go in person. You can certainly do it online as well. But I would encourage you if this is, if this is something that intimate from an intimacy standpoint, you struggle with, this can really create boundaries within your marriage and put off all of these other intimacy things that we have talked about. It can strain those things. And so I know it's not something that's like warm and fuzzy and sexy to talk about, but it is something that is really, truly important. It's important to, to be on the same page about that. So we hope that you enjoyed us sharing um, some of these things that we really have gone through personally and that we have heard and we've talked to a lot of people about. And we hope that you will share this podcast. That is something that we are really encouraging you to do as someone who you know is marriage. Maybe you've had that girlfriend talk where you guys have talked about intimacy in your marriage and, you know, they've shared some things with you, or you just think, Hey, like this is something that you would love to listen to you. Will you right now screenshot this, hit that share button. It's that little upward arrow right there where you're listening and grab that link and copy that and send it to one or two girlfriends and just have them, have them listen to this episode. And we'd love to hear your thoughts. If you have not rated this episode or this podcast lately, we would love for you to give us a five-star rating and to write a comment about what you think. Share a thought with us as well and join inside our Bless Mama Bosses Facebook community. You can find us at blessmamabossesgroup.com and we have some exciting things where you can get more connected with other Blessed Mama Bosses, sharing not only your wins for the month, but you can also join in and share your business and what you do and get more connected with other women that are living and going through the same things that you are. We're excited that you tuned in today and we'll see you on the next episode of Blessed Mama Bosses podcast. So we know all about the curveballs life can throw at you. And guess what? We are determined to help you create the life and the business, the family balance that you absolutely deserve, which is why Blair and I created the Vision Boards Concierge. If you haven't ever been involved in vision boards, I am telling you it is one of the most powerful tools for creating the life and the business and going after those goals that you truly want. You visually can see it and then you can implement this within your family. The vision board concierge is something that you not only can do, but you can do it with your children and help them set goals and really set their dreams. It is incredible. You can find vision board concierge at blessmamabosses.com. Go under courses and then go under vision boards and grab it there. I am telling you, this is a tool that Blair and I do at least two to three times a year, not only with ourselves, with our children and as a family, a vision board will truly set your dreams on fire. If you have not hit the subscribe button to Bless Mama Bosses podcast, will you do that? Will you hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review and tell us 
what you think about this episode. We hope you have a great day and make it a great day for others.